welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Lindsay Herbert, businesswoman, flow artist, and fire spinner, and Juliet Lamar, a TV personality, inspirational speaker, and producer. The pair worked together at a local gymnastics studio and quickly became inseparable. Both ladies now reside in the city of Los Angeles, with both women coming from extremely different backgrounds. They are able to bring their own unique perspectives and personality into everything they set out to accomplish together, while consistently striving to explore life and learn what it takes to be better humans. We have so much to talk about today, ladies. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So tell me a bit more about your first meeting and if in fact there was an instant connection. (laughs) Oh gosh, this is funny. (laughs) Go ahead, Julie. You want to take this one? I can take the first part and then you can maybe (laughs) add in what you want. So this is Juliet, by the way, so you recognize my voice. Um, Instant connection. Well, yeah, Lindsay... (laughs) Lindsay walked into a gym that I was coaching gymnastics at, and this was a very small gym owned by two Russian twins who were former Olympians. So it was kind of nuts. And (laughs) I was coaching a lot of classes and it was very understaffed. And Lindsay kind of walks in and I'm in the middle of coaching really, or about to go back out on the floor. And she's like, hi, I'm, I'm Lindsay Lucas. And you know, I'm a gymnastics coach. Is there any open positions? I'm like, um, yeah. Uh, can you start in like 30 minutes? <laughs> I think I asked you like, I think I, I might've asked you like your experience, like, you know, what levels yeah. are you coaching? Do you coach boys or girls? And you were like, Oh, you know, explain your stuff. And I was like, okay, 30 minutes. And I think you taught in jeans that day. So for me, I was maybe just <laughs> excited to have like an extra hand. I was like, I'll figure out the details later. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't. Yeah, so from my end, I mean, yeah, I was, I had just uh, started college. I was at that point, I was going to Hope International University, which was right across the street from Cal State University um, in Fullerton. So at that point, I was going there and I had like kind of just gotten settled into my dorm. And I was like, okay, I need a job because I was not one of those college students who like my parents were able to like pave the way for me. Like Juliet and I both actually had to work our butts off during college just to be able to go to college, which is not everybody's experience. Um, So first thing I did like right off the bat was like, okay, I need a job. What do I have experience in? I'm like, okay, I can be like, I can work in a restaurant or I can work in a gymnastics gym. Those are pretty much the only places I have any experience in. So I like looked up online bunch of little tiny gymnastics gyms and I found your Belinda Gymnastics Academy which is where I walked into <laughs> that day and I think I walked in at like kind of knowing the gymnastics schedule right so it's typically after school program so typically stuff starts happening around 3 three thirty. so I think mm-hmm. that like around three o'clock I walked in and like this Russian guy who like does not speak very much English kind of comes up <laughs> to me and I'm like hi do you have any jobs available I you know as a gymnast and I'm a gymnastics mm-hmm. coach um you know, what's available for me. And Juliet like walks down the hallway and is like, yep, absolutely. Can you start now? And like <laughs> the, the guy didn't even question her. And yeah, it was like, I mean, it was Fullerton in the summer. It was like probably 90 degrees yeah. outside. And I was in jeans. Cause I was like, Oh, I have to look like semi presentable. Right. For this interview. Should have right. worn, worn leggings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I coached, 
I think I coached like a preschool class for an hour. And then after that, they were like, okay, so tomorrow here's your schedule. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just jumping right in. So yeah, I mean, from, from kind of that moment on, Juliet and I saw each other every single day after college. Um, and our relationship. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, you, you got that job and, and we gave it, we got you the job right away. I don't mm-hmm. think I let you leave. I think no, you're you like, didn't. oh, okay, I'll come back. I was like, no, you are <laughs> you're staying here. And I was like, I don't know um, if I can get back to the dorms and back in time for class, so I'll just stay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. So, cool. so, yeah, we definitely jumped into the friendship very fast. So Lindsay got hired uh, right away. I was going to Cal State Fullerton. I was a year ahead of her. So I'd be at the gym probably like, I don't know, like six months or so before her. And uh, very quickly, Lindsay was like, oh, needed a place to live. And we happened to have a roommate that moved out of the house I was living in. And I was like, oh, come live with me. And then I think you had a job that I ended up getting a job at. So then Lindsay kind of returned the favor. I needed a second job and she was currently mm-hmm. working somewhere. She's like, well, come work there for the second job. So it quickly escalated till the only, and then we lived together, quickly escalated to the point where the only time we were not together was if we were in class. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is so awesome because you have that origin story for the two of you starting as friends and then it evolves. So let's talk about the evolution of this personal relationship going into a business relationship? So I think that one took several years. So, you know, obviously Juliet and I had this instant connection, but like I was a freshman in college or no, I guess I was a sophomore in college. And Mm -hmm. so we were still really young. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. we did everything together at that point, like Juliet had mentioned. So we lived together at this point. I didn't have a car. So like we were riding our bikes to and from school and work, like both of our jobs together. Like we were We were everywhere together. And then um, all of a sudden, like Juliet graduated and moved to Los Angeles. I was still living in Fullerton. So we we kind of separated for a while. And over those years where we were separated, we were still best friends. We still talked all the time. But I mean, you kind of realize what a huge distance it is from Los Angeles to Orange County, especially when neither of you really have cars. So (laughs) we didn't see each other a whole lot. And, um, you know, I think like 10 and maybe like seven or eight years went by before we decided to, you know, start clearly off topic and get into business together. And I was always really inspired by Juliet's ambition to like, she's, she's such a go-getter and she will, if she sees something that she wants to do, she will do everything in her nature, like anything possible to make it happen. And I'd always kind of watched that. And she was in like journalism careers and like, you know, no matter what she was doing at work, she was always trying to make this journalism or acting thing happen. And that was always so inspiring to me. And Whenever her and I sat down, Juliet and I meaning, I'm Lindsay, by the way, because I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But whenever we sat down, we had really intense conversations about things that we felt like really mattered. And we both had different perspectives coming from really different backgrounds. I was, um, I was raised in a you know, single family home with my, both of my parents, and so was Juliet. I was raised extremely religious. Juliet was raised more on like the spiritual side of things where like, she went to many different types of churches as a kid because her mom just really, really embraced any sort of spirituality that was around. So we had enough in common, but enough different where all of our conversations, we had so many different viewpoints and so many different, you know, things that we could kind of add to the conversation. And I think that's that. And then our love of podcasts is kind of where Clearly Off Topic started. We wanted to do something where we felt like these conversations could be really beneficial to other people. Um, And, you know, we were kind of diving into topics that other people would be like, why don't you guys record these? And I think that's really where it started. And we also kind of had this bonus of 
oh my gosh, now we get to hang out with each other every single week. And we're like forced to hang out because when you're, you know, in your late twenties, early thirties, and you're getting into your real like nitty gritty of your life and you're building a career and you're, you know, building a relationship with your husband or your significant other of any sense, you kind of lose track of time. And all of a sudden there's these large gaps in time where Juliet and I wouldn't see each other. And then, you know, we'd finally have time, both of us in our calendars to see each other and it would be such a relief. So it kind mm-hmm. of clearly off topic kind of started with us being like, wait, we want a reason to hang out together every single week because this is good for us mentally and emotionally. And then also that we just, we had such in-depth conversations and talks already that, you know, it kind of just, it was easy. It was really easy to do. We both had different experiences. Like I have a marketing background and Juliet obviously is, you know, radio, TV, film. So she has the she knows, you know, when I was like, what recorder do we use? What what audio software do we use? She kind of had all that right. knowledge already. So I think we just kind of always saw it as like our relationship was always this like kind of mixed bag of like, you know, really in-depth conversations, but also just like really loving each other and wanting to learn from each other. And then all of a sudden, Clearly Off Topic was born in a little tiny cafe in Santa Monica while we were eating brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I love what you brought up, Lindsay, about, and I think our superpower is like our backgrounds could not be more different. Like our mm-hmm. parents are really loving couples, but they're so different. And oh, so different. We, and we, our core values are still the same. And we have always found that so interesting that two people who could not be more different kind of land on the same lily pad on a lot of topics and issues. And then when we don't, our ability to be respectful and have in-depth respectful conversations coming from different viewpoints is something that we took for granted, but other people pointed out was very unusual. And that was another thing. We're like, wow, we want to show that it's possible to have common ground, even if you don't share hardly anything else besides like race and age, which are two pretty big things, but background. So I'm going to jump in here because you have both mentioned so much. There's so much depth in what you've said. So first of all, I think that when you're talking about growing up, you're going through these different processes like college and you have to work and you have to go out into community and find something to support yourself, so to speak. So one of the things that you had mentioned, Lindsay, is you know what, I went out, I looked at what I was good at or what I had done, and I could knew that I could work in a restaurant or I can work in a gymnasium. And so here you are already, as young as you were, you were strategizing about what you wanted to do, what you could do to support yourself as well as at, at the same time, you were going to school. And through that, develop this friendship. So I love that you, you, you touched on strategy, you touched on living, you touched on meeting and how that organically evolved and that relationship evolved. And Juliet, I love that you mentioned that you both come into this relationship with your own superpowers. And I loved how you put that. You landed on the lily pad. And yet by landing there, you utilized your own superpowers and you come together and have mutual respect for each other, even though you, you may not always agree. So that's all this is getting to my next question. Mm-hmm. Since you've met, this organically grew over time. It grew from a personal relationship into a business relationship. You do come into this with different personalities and different core values. How do you work through the personality stuff, so to speak, when you do have differences? Ooh, with so a lot of love. A lot of love. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I really think it just comes down to like, I, I really respect Lindsay and the choices she makes, I know are right for her. So even if I maybe don't see, which is not often, but if I don't see like the why behind what she's doing, I trust in her to do the right thing for herself. And if I really, really thought something was bad, I would also have the respect uh, to bring it to her knowledge. And I wouldn't be afraid of any repercussions. Like Lindsay is not reactionary towards me. So if I bring something up, she's not going to be like, well, that's stupid and and have some kind of emotional reaction. She's going to hear me out and she's really going to want to know why I feel that way and potentially change her mind. So being open to change and respect is just huge in that regard. I don't know. How do you feel, Lindsay? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that I, I think that the basis of our relationship was always just that we we really enjoyed each other's company and we yeah, no matter what we were doing, we could always have fun doing it. I mean, if we were sitting at a gymnastics <laughs> gym and it was hundred and three degrees outside and we had irritated seven year olds in front of us, like we still had a great time. Whether they did or not. Right. (laughs) So I think that like, I mean, that sounds like a really dumb analogy, right? But like, there are times where you are like sweating, you are uncomfortable, you are like, you know, trying to put on a happy face in front of somebody who is not happy. And I think I've always been able to look at Juliet and be like, okay, can you either back me up here or like, tell me I'm wrong. And yeah, I think we just have a really big mutual respect for each other. And we both want both of us to succeed individually. And now we get to do it Mm -hmm. together. And that has been, that has been really eye opening for me because I, I also run a business with my father. So close relationships and business do not always like meld as easily as Juliet and I have had it. Um, And that's something that I've experienced outside. So I think that also my ability to, you know, I worked with my dad for 10 years now and it hasn't always been like a smooth, you know, a smooth sailing boat. Some, there've been major bumps in the ocean and stuff. So I think that over time I've been able to, you know, really learn how to work with somebody you're close with. And Juliet has constantly been a push in my life. She always wants me to be better. She always wants me to learn. She always, and I, and I trust that everything she brings up to me is something that she either personally feels about or is really trying to work through in her own head. And that ability to work together without butting heads, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it started in that little gymnastics gym. I don't know if I just love her so much and she is my polar opposite and that's why it works. I have no idea, but for some reason, when Juliet brings something to me where I would normally be reactionary, like if my, if my husband was like, you didn't do the dishes last night, I'd be like, well, screw you. Why didn't you do the dishes? You know, it, our, <laughs> right. our relationship is not like that. There's not really a lot of push and pull. So when there is push and pull, I know it's sincere and it really means something to Juliet. And I'm sure she feels the same way. You know, I'm not going to argue with something if I think it's good. I'm only going to, you know, put my thought and two cents out there if I'm like, maybe we could do this better. And I think that mutual respect is one of the things that allows us to continue working without ever really arguing about things. Yeah. And we struggled together a lot. I mean, when Lindsay was coming to that gym and, and she was being, um, having to work through college and I was too, I mean, we were, we were super broke college kids. Like we combined our resources and our talents already. So even though Mm -hmm. we weren't creating a business together, we were creating a life together. Like if, if, we didn't have enough money to buy like a full sandwich for our one person. We would just combine it and we'd both buy a sandwich and we'd split the sandwich. Like we've always kind of had that outlook of like a running tab of like, okay, you got lunch last time. I'm going to get drinks this time. Or, and it was always unsaid because for Mm -hmm. some reason we just had that trust with each other, but it was within the struggle of, okay, I see where I can fill in for you and where you can fill in for me. So we just naturally had that partnership, even though we weren't building a business, we were, doing that kind of business building within our friendship from the start. 
Right. And you've mentioned so many things here that are so, so of such value. So something you mentioned, Lindsay, is you're open to change and Juliet as well. And active listening being so important. So not being reactive, but being proactive and listening and being able to respond to what she's saying and not thinking about that response, but actually being in the moment and present and listening to what that person is saying. And I think that's so important. I think that's important when you're coming into any relationship is being able to actively listen, being open to change, understanding what transition looks like because transition can be hard. And unless you have the skills to to deal with that transition, that could really create some chaos in any mm -hmm. relationship. So being open to transition, I think I go back to, is this at one point, was it really strategy or was it survival? Hmm. <laughs> survival for sure. Lindsay, what do you think? Oh, oh yeah. When we started <laughs> out, this was absolutely survival. Like a thousand percent. This was survival. We like Juliet mentioned, we, there was days where like, we only had, you know, $9 between the two of us and we had to make that be <laughs> breakfast, lunch and dinner. And so, I mean, even those like little money struggles. I mean, I, I think every college kid goes through that. And sometimes today, Juliet and I still look back on those days, like, wait, I kind of wish I just had $9 in my bank account and a bike because life was so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but yeah, those early struggles really allowed us to learn how to work as a team. And I wouldn't give those days up for anything because a, they were the funnest of my life, you know, going <laughs> to college and like figuring out that the 99 cent store had just as much produce as Vons, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, right all those little tiny struggles where we had to work through this little thing at that point. But now if I only had $9 in my bank account, I think I would, I would be freaking out and I would not just be calling <laughs> Juliet. But, but yeah, I think those early struggles really helped us to see, I think, see what's important now. And because we went through those struggles together, we can kind of remember those days and be like, okay, you know, this is not a real problem. Let's figure this out. Let's figure out what you need, what I need, and let's work together to make this happen. Right. And that is so important. You've survived together. And through <laughs> that survival, you learned to strategize. You learned the coping mechanisms you needed to get through the hardships and the challenges. And through that, you've developed this, this bond that you've nurtured over time. And that has developed into something as wonderful as clearly off topic. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the business aspects of your relationship and how you combine and create boundaries related to business and pleasure. Ooh, you go first, Juliet. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, really, if, if we're just going to get down to the way it's broken down, uh, for clearly off topic, I, Lindsay will pitch me guests when she thinks of people, and then I will actively seek out guests and I'll pitch her guests. So the kind of scheduling of the podcast and the structure of like, editing and when the commercial breaks are happening and the music and all that, that's kind of in my wheelhouse. Of course, Lindsay is always welcome to give me her input and she does. Um, the business aspect, Lindsay's just way better at that stuff than me. So she kind of <laughs> naturally took over that. We didn't really assign roles. Um, at first we kind of looked at it like, okay, well, you're naturally already doing production and producing. So you go ahead and do that. And Lindsay has got the business background. I'm not going to tread on those toes unless I have new information that I'll share it with her and she can or cannot take it. It's kind of her call. Um, so again, those boundaries were already set from our young friendship and going forward. It's uh, you know, it's really what aligns with us, right? When we, when we look at, look at a guest, it's does this person in get us excited, right? Yeah. Does this person 
provide value to our lives. And then if, if they're checking off these boxes for just Lindsay and I, then we think, well, you know, there's other people out there who are like us, so they'll probably be helpful to this person. Um, and really kind of furthering that story and that narrative for our listeners is really what yeah. I strive for. Yeah. And I think that we both have very different backgrounds, right? I run businesses. Um, I run a business with my dad and then my sister and I have a business together as well. So I'm, I'm just all about the really close relationships and business. Apparently never really <laughs> thought about that till now, but, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have businesses with multiple other people. So there are certain avenues that I just already am like, Oh, I already know how to do this. This is just dumb. Why would I even try to explain this to Juliet? when I can just do the marketing or I can just, you know, I can make the Facebook page. I can make sure that we're visible on Google. I can make sure I can do all of that. I know the SEO stuff. I know all of that. Um, and then, you know, we, we just have the same vision as to what brings value to our own lives. And we've really shared that on the podcast. For me, I'm really into learning about entrepreneurs, learning about why the heck they started their company, why they took the steps that they did to get where they are today, what worked, what didn't. And then Juliet is really about inspiring stories. So I think that those things kind of go hand in hand, right? When you're talking about somebody mm -hmm. who's inspiring and doing something for their local community, which are people and guests that we really enjoy highlighting. Um, we're local to California here, Southern California. So we do a lot of, you know, local women owned businesses or local entrepreneurs or people who are just out there trying to make a difference in the world. And to us, those are such inspiring stories. And then it's also can be broken down to like, what the heck made you think to do this? Why did you want to do this? And so with my wanting to understand the business side of it and us both wanting to hear those inspiring stories and kind of see where people came from, I think we draw a lot from the guests that we have as well in what we take into our everyday life, right? So since I'm a business person, I really, I hate to say vibe, but I really vibe with the people who are out there like, okay, you know, I see this problem, here's how I'm trying to fix it. Or I see this issue and here's how I want to put my money towards it. And when you're inspiring people and you're doing it together, I don't know, I just feel this like magic happen every time we sit down to do a podcast, there's no push and pull. And like for over the last several weeks, for instance, while we've been in quarantine, I have been, you know, I work at a company. We had to furlough a bunch of people, temporarily lay people off. And because of where I am in the company, I had to do three people's jobs for about six weeks. So, you know, had I not had a business partner like Juliet, where I could literally look at her and say, I'm so overwhelmed with work right now. I really need to give you like 80% of what I'm doing as well as what you're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know any other business relationship that's like that, where I can look at Juliet, explain to her what's going on with my actual job, because clearly off topic is not all we do. And I mean, there's so much love in our hearts for each other outside of clearly off topic, like way before clearly off topic that I think that that really gives us the ability to work together in, you know, we just love each other and we just want each other to survive and to do well. And we really want clearly off topic to be out there in the world because it inspires us and we want it to inspire others as well. Well, transparency too. I think that a big part of our relationship is transparency. Like Lindsay's not just going to sit there and take on 80% of her current job's work and then not tell me that it's overwhelming her. And she's like, no, I can just do it myself. Like she's not going to do that. And if she did, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Um, so, because <laughs> right. we're so transparent with each other since the very beginning, just everything was out there in the open that, you know, we're not afraid to, to be transparent and to, and to give each other transparency, whether it's in the finances of the podcast, personal time commitment to the podcast, all of that. We're not going to sit there and hide things from each other, which I think is what ends up brewing and breeding like hate within people and eventually mm -hmm. ruins business relationships because you're not being fully transparent with your feelings and 
and your commitment. Absolutely. I, I love that you touched on that point, Juliet mm -hmm. and Lindsay for sharing your insight about, you know, business and pleasure and the creating those boundaries. Yes, because finances, you mentioned finances, finances can really break any relationship. We've been dealing with that. <laughs> <laughs> it can be that, you know, but here you go back when you both had $9 in your accounts, maybe combined or individually, and you understood each other and you just kind of had your back and you could say, I have $9 in my bank. We have rent in 10 days. We got to hustle here. And how are we going to make this rent? And so because you've, you've experienced that with each other along the years and you were in that with each other, that survival and creating strategy together, I think you could bring that forward, which you did, and you were able to be transparent because you were surviving together. And now it's there's a little bit more strategy. You have more than $9 in the bank. And like <laughs> you said, Lindsay, sometimes you wish you just had that $9 because it was so much easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you come with wisdom now. Yes. You come with wisdom. You come with strategy. You come with respect for the relationship. You've nurtured this relationship over time. So you've you've mentioned so much here and i'm going to touch on one more thing mm -hmm. um a couple more things actually before i get to my last question <laughs> so you you both are doing your independent things you're both entrepreneurs i did a bit of an introduction and so people know your backgrounds a little bit about your background so here's the thing what are your goals what are you striving to do with clearly off topic what are your goals for clearly off topic at this point well, I mean, if we didn't touch on the fact that we obviously want Clearly Off Topic to be something that's nationwide recognizable, I think we'd be lying to ourselves because obviously we're doing a lot of work and we're putting out these inspiring stories of not only women-owned businesses, but businesses that are bettering communities, businesses and people who are out there doing things that are really going to affect the general public, maybe in ways they don't even notice, right? So we've had people on that, you know, help local homeless. We've had people on who, you know, are, are doing things to better their community. And those stories to Juliet and I are so inspiring, right? Like I sit in an office every single day and I, you know, sit at a desk and stare at a computer for eight to 10 hours a day. That's my job. I mean, I could go further into it, but at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything inspiring with my regular nine to five. I'm not getting out there and sharing someone's story of something awesome that they're doing. And I think for Clearly Off Topic, we just want to bring forth stories that are going to either, you know, give a call to action. So whether that's helping your local community and how you can do it, whether it is, you know, just inspiring somebody to get out there and do the thing that they've wanted to do forever, whether that's starting a business or, you know, starting a healthier life, whatever you want to find out of Clearly Off Topic, I really think you can find. And so we're just trying to, at this point, broaden our audience and, getting bigger guests who are doing bigger things and at this point we're just we're just working on marketing and getting in really important guests like we've had summer we've had you on our podcast um so we've we've been trying to just collaborate and we we just want people to hear what our guests are talking about whether it's you know making us money or not these people are inspiring they are making the world a better place they are teaching us how to navigate life they are sharing their experiences and that's important to me. I, we need positive news stories. The, the news cycle is just so negative most of the time that if I can share a positive news story in 35 minutes or a story about somebody who is 
you know, doing something in their local community, I would rather share that than, you know, talk about, you know, all the break-ins in the last 24 hours mm-hmm. or whatever the regular news would start. So what do you think, Juliet? You know, Lindsay and I have talked about this a lot, and uh, I don't think that you really know yourself until you know the impact you have on other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of finding yourself is you can't exist in a bubble. So part Mm -hmm. of finding yourself is really experiencing the world through other people's eyes. So bringing these stories to a platform where people can also hear them, hopefully is causing our listeners the same effect it's causing on me is looking inward and saying, what am I doing for the world? You know, not just, yeah. oh, this person's so great. Wow, they're so wonderful. It's not like a celebratory thing of prop up all these, you know, quote unquote heroes or people who are doing things to the community. It really is trying to inspire within you what you can also do for your community, for your world, for your neighbor, for your partner, for yourself. And right. that's, I really want to light a fire under everyone's butts to say, hey, <laughs> what are you doing for the world? <laughs> How do you become a better human? Absolutely. Bravo to you both. Because I think when you're clear about your goals, it makes the the journey so much easier. And Mm -hmm. and yet that journey will keep developing and continue to develop as we go along, right? So not only do we personally self-actualize, but our business or what we're trying to do starts to really take on more legs. So with that said, I want to go to something more personal. I want each of you, and I don't care which one of you starts first, but Mm -hmm. I want each of you to assign one word to the other that sums that person up for you. Ooh, this is a tough one. Well, I, the first word that kind of was like, there's like several words, words that were like yelling at me for Lindsay, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I'm just almost every time I see Lindsay interact with other people, I mean, me included, but like I watch her interact with other people. She is so selfless. It is, I mean, I think I'm selfless. And then I look at Lindsay and she's like, here, take my, take my clothes, take my, take my, you know, phone, take whatever. Like she is so giving (laughs) with her, with her things, with her energy, with her time. And you don't find that a lot. Like she just, she will offer you a jacket before you're cold, I guess would be the way I explain <laughs> Lindsay to people. Yeah. Um, and I just truly try to be as giving as her with, with my things, my time and my energy. That's for sure. But there's so many different things, but I think that's the first thing I notice about Lindsay every time I see her with people. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Juliet in so long. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I started this saying that like, I'm inspired by Juliet. And I think that that's, that's just really, that's the biggest word that sticks out to me. She's inspiring to me. This girl, I have watched her work her butt off from the moment I met her. She ha- I've never seen somebody with as much drive as Juliet. I never have seen somebody who will try something so many different ways until she gets it right. Like if, like the smallest thing, like if Juliet is editing Instagram content, right? That girl will spend so much time to make sure that the message she's putting out there is good. And that, you know, the photo is right for the comment, all that stuff. She's just, she's inspiring in how she does everything. That girl will wake up at 6am when she has not had hardly any sleep and be out filming stuff to deliver the news all day long. And then she'll sit down with me at the end of the day and we'll record a podcast. And I think that watching Juliet be that go-getter, that inspiring person has just like, like she said, lit a fire under my butt to like, what else can I do? Because I know the Juliet that like, we'll schedule her day from the 
absolute second she wakes up until the moment that she is like going to put her computer down at night. And I've never been that organized of a person. I've never been that, like, I'm a go-getter for sure. But the way that Juliet just like gets out there, she wants to talk to everybody. She wants to hear everyone's story. Whatever she does, she puts her absolute heart into. And I think that's one of the reasons why going into business with Juliet was never a question for me because the amount of inspiration that I have drawn from just knowing Juliet as a person, I want to share that with the world. And so whether that's in podcast form or me being like, here, meet my best friend, Juliet. She's awesome. She's just inspiring to me. She is always willing to work harder than the next person. She is like, she's constantly trying to live her dream. And that, <laughs> that is just is so important for me because I'm that structured person. I'm not like, okay, here's the marketing strategy. We have strategy. We have A, B, C, D, E, and we have to go through all these steps in order. You know, it's like, a, it's like a numerical thing. And with Juliet, right. she's just, she gets an idea, she figures out how to do it and she does it and she does it to the best of her ability. So she is, she's just inspiring to me. Like, I don't know anybody else who works as hard as Juliet. So well, that's, I'm no, not crying. You're crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Now you've got, you've got the selfless and inspirational. So, so, <laughs> so and I love it. And I, I think we need to do more of this. We need to recognize those that are around us for who they are, what they bring to us and how they nurture our souls. And so I love hearing that. My last question and a way that we can give back to, to community and, and the listeners is, mm -hmm. If you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be, Juliet and Lindsay? Words of wisdom. Well, we kind of share a lot of aha moments on our podcast. So I think that for me, I never realized how easy it was to get involved in your local community, or I never realized how easy it was to resolve a small issue before I started this podcast. So I always looked at these issues that we see in society as these major great issues that like, even if I decided that I wanted to do something with that issue, I would never be able to like, you know, move the needle a tiny bit. And I think the biggest thing that I have learned from talking to all these people on our podcast and just in the world in general is that one tiny thing can make a world of difference. It's almost like that ripple effect, right? You throw a teeny tiny rock into a lake and you can mm -hmm. still see where the water has moved. And it doesn't matter how small your action is or how large your action is, your action is still an action and you are still out there trying to make, you know, whatever the issue is that you're trying to resolve or the thing that you see that needs a little bit of help or attention or love, no matter what that thing is, even if it's a teeny tiny ripple, it affects someone somewhere. So whether you are, you know, handing a dollar to a homeless person and you're not sure if they're going to use it. This is my big thing, right? If you, people have always said like, don't hand money to homeless people, right? I've always handed money to homeless people because at the end of the day, I don't want me feeling like that person might need this dollar more than I do. I don't want their action with that dollar to represent me doing a good or bad thing, right? So no matter what right. your teeny tiny ripple is in the world, it is going to affect someone. You are going to affect someone with your words, with your wisdom, with your love. And I think that even those teeny tiny ripple effects are the only way to make real waves in the world. So just know that your small gestures of kindness or love or your you know, donation to that women's shelter, whatever it is, it makes a huge impact to someone. And if you can remember that your tiny your tiny thing that you're doing is impacting someone, it will make those small actions feel greater. And 
you know, people look at tiny actions and I think they think that there's, you know, kind of like no payoff, but there's always a payoff. If you're being kind, if you're putting yourself out there, if you are, you know, trying to make a difference, you are going to make a difference to someone. And I think that's a really big thing that people need to understand. Lindsay, that was so well said. I mean, basically what you're saying is that you matter. You always mm-hmm. matter. You always will matter. And what you, do, what you do now continues to matter even after you're gone. So I love what Lindsay said. For me, it's that everything is figureoutable, right? Any problem you have, you can figure it out. So you have to just have confidence in your ability and be tough enough to follow through. And I say that all the time. But it's, it's everything. You look at a problem, there's not one solution to any problem. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. hundreds of solutions. And if you want it bad enough, you want to make that change, you will try every single solution you can think of. And then one will work. And the right one will work out for you. So I would just say, don't ever give up. Every single thing has an answer. Yes, perseverance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. Thank you, Lindsay and Juliet, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much, Summer. (laughs) Absolutely. If you'd like to know more about Lindsay and Juliet, please follow them at Clearly Off Topic on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Check out their podcast, Clearly Off Topic, on your favorite podcast host. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at infocorewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about core women in your social media posts, please hashtag core women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about core women and please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.